the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, it is Thursday, not Wednesday. A bunch of stuff came up for both of us yesterday, and we were not able to record. But uh, it's December 29th. Welcome to No Butts About It. I'm Josh Butts, sitting in my dining room in Indiana. And uh, with me in Pittsburgh on a Zoom call is uh, Chuss, who is still in his basement in Pittsburgh. They haven't let him out yet. Also, we're wa- I'm watching Thursday Night Football. So if anything big happens while... That's going on. We'll probably start talking about it because I'm definitely going to bring it up. Um, Starting off with Thursday Night Football, Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis are both out. So Josh Dobbs is starting, who was a 2017 rookie and has pretty much been a practice squad quarterback his whole NFL career. And uh, I know that he's kind of a Pittsburgh legend. So Chuss, what do you have to say about Josh Dobbs getting the start tonight? yes well now he has started games Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... As I've said, there's the noise. That's the noise I'm talking about. If you're listening right now and wondering what noise, that's the noise. 
We've tried for 30 minutes to fix it. That's what it is. Anyway, Malik Willis, Malik Willis, he was supposed to be a first round pick this year. And everyone thought like, hey, this is definite first rounder. It's going to be him or Kenny Pickett, first quarterback off the board. I just, I, I didn't see it. I didn't get why I didn't. I was like, but these people are way smarter than me. So when I was talking about the quarterbacks, I was like, yeah, Malik Willis is going to be a first rounder, even though I didn't really believe that. Um, he ended up not being a first rounder. I think he ended up falling to like the third round and Desmond Ritter ended up going before him in the second. And I just, I wasn't that impressed with his play. He used to play, um, for Auburn in the sec. And then he left Auburn cause I, I believe because he wasn't getting the starting position and went to Liberty, had a pretty good season at Liberty. But again, you left the sec. That's like the best conference in football right now. So the fact that he left the SEC and then had a really good season, that kind of just scared me from wanting to put him in the as a first rounder. And then when I watched him in preseason, I was like, he's just not it, you know? Like if the way they hyped up Malik Willis, and this is nothing against Malik because this is not his fault at all, but the way that they hyped up Malik Willis you would have thought that he was going to walk in and he was going to take the job from Ryan Tannehill if he was as good as what they were saying he was. And that's not what happened. He's, he's just kind of there and he, I don't even think I'd consider him a top three quarterback in his draft class at this point. And I mean, you've got Kenny Pickett who is probably number two. I think I'd put Brock Purdy as number one think just cause he's had more success. Granted, he has a way better team around him, but Brock Purdy isn't going to be the reason the 49ers lose games, I think. Um, and then 
probably third, I'd put Bailey Zappi. Desmond Ritter didn't exactly blow up exact how I wanted him to or expected him to, but that's okay. Um, I just Josh Dobbs getting. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for Josh Dobbs. He's out here playing against one of the best defenses in the NFL on prime time. So like everyone's watching this game. The they're playing against a great defense. They're playing against a offense that wants to prove itself because it has been struggled or it has struggled. And the media's talked about that. Um, they've added T Y Hilton uh, and Josh Dobbs has to go out there and try to win back the AFC South from the Jacksonville Jaguars on primetime. Correct. Yeah. And Mm-hmm. And that's what <laughs> I I just like I said, I had no reason to believe Malik Willis was going to be a first rounder. I didn't think he was going to play like a first rounder. I feel like I had less expectations for him than a lot of people did. And so I've just kind of been nicer to him. The only reason, like, I just assumed people were seeing something I wasn't seeing. People who, I assume people who are smarter than me, who get paid to do this every day, saw something that I wasn't seeing. And that's why they were projecting in that way. And somehow what I saw has so far been more accurate than what the people who get paid to do this said. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, Mr. Football. Right. 
Right. And okay, yeah, I I mean I agree. I do want to move on though because there's a lot to cover. There's a lot of things going on, and I don't want this to just become an attack on Malik Willis. Um, so Monday Monday Night Football. I don't know if you watched that. It was the Colts versus the Chargers, and the Colts started Nick Foles. I don't know why Jeff Saturday just started decided he was going to start Nick Foles, and. It did not go well. Um, we were the Colts fans were kind of hoping we would see some Eagles Nick Foles out there, but we didn't see Eagles Nick Foles. We saw Nick Foles before and after the Eagles. If if you go and look at Nick Foles' stats before the Eagles, he looks bad, and after the Eagles, he looks bad. It, it's there's like this one like year where he decided he was going to be really good and win a Super Bowl against Tom Brady, but. Um, he, he, I think he threw, he got sacked like seven times, which that's not on him. The Colts offensive line is just horrible. You can put anyone, which is weird because they're the most, they're the highest paid in the NFL. They used to be a top five offensive line. Now they just can't, you could put anyone back there. You could put the most mobile guy. You could put Josh Allen back there. The Colts would still lose football games. And Jeff Saturday, he's the interim head coach, but he said that he wants this coaching position. He's been with the franchise for a long time. He played for, uh, as a center under Peyton Manning. And he he wants this job, but he's only won one game against the Las Vegas Raiders, which we'll talk about later because they're also in the news. But why I don't understand. You're the interim head coach. You know you're not going to make the playoffs. It's not even probable. You're not going to make the playoffs. I don't get why you start this like kind of coaching carousel where you are like, okay, well, if we put in Matt Ryan, then maybe it'll work. Well, actually, no, let's pull him and we'll put in Sam Ellinger. Well, actually, next week we're going to put in um, Nick Foles. They were talking about it the entire broadcast. They were like, Nick Foles has not had any starting reps with these wide receivers until like Tuesday of last week and he had to play Monday night football. So there's no chemistry there. You don't have chemistry with these guys. Um, One of them's one of the top receivers. He's not their number one receiver, but one of the top receivers is a rookie. You have no chemistry with your offensive line, which you need or else you get false starts and get penalized to death. This was the thing I said, Robert Sala did wrong in my opinion in creating this kind of mysterious thing where Zach Wilson's just kind of looming over the locker room right now. Um, and he, he did it again. He said, we're going to start Mike white, but Zach, we're not done with Zach Wilson. We just need to keep working on improving him, which I mean, I know you got to support your guy, but do that like between you and Zach Wilson, you know, because if you say that, then it's still you've kind of still got this cloud over not only Mike White but the rest of the locker room, 
where everyone's like, okay, well, who is actually the leader of this offense? And I think that's the problem. One of the many problems the Colts have right now is who is the leader of the offense? Who do I listen to? Do I listen to Nick Foles? He's a veteran. Do I listen to Matt Ryan? He's also a veteran. Nick Foles has the Super Bowl ring, but Matt Ryan has had the much better career. And then you have Sam Ellinger just over in the corner as a second year who's still trying to figure out an NFL locker room. Like, what do you do in that situation? I think he was only signed to a one-year deal. So he'd be a free agent. That's not really on the... I will say the only reason I would say that was on the quarterback is because most of the points that the Colts got in that lead were either special teams or defensive. They weren't offensive right It's not looking good so far. <laughs> no, I'm watching. It's. Oh, well, nope, nope, not complete. I thought that was going to be a really good pass, but it got dropped. Uh, but. Same draft class as Patrick Mahomes and Sean Watson and Mitch Trubisky. Right. I snuck Mitch in there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, right. 
Right. It Right. <laughs> they have no run game. They have no run game. Mike Evans is crap. Mike this isn't Mike Evans. No, I didn't realize this. Mike Evans hasn't had a touchdown since week four. He uh, he he's been starting for me in fantasy, and I was like, I never really noticed until they said it. And he hasn't had a touchdown since week four. I was like, what the heck, Mike? You used to be a top ten wide receiver, but um, still, I still love him though. He's still starting. He's gonna he's gonna ride with me. He's he's a ride or die. Um, anyway, the here, okay. Here's the other thing. The Colts, I think they should keep Jeff Saturday in the locker room. I don't know if he's, uh, necessarily a head coach guy. They're definitely going to go after Derek Carr. This was the other thing with Las Vegas. I want to talk about Josh McDaniel is benching Derek Carr for Jarrett Stidham, who used to be the backup, one of the backups for the new England Patriots under cam when cam newton was there i believe i don't I'm, he might have backed up brady as well but i don't think he did anyway that's who the vegas raiders are starting more power to him but i think that's a horrible decision because they do technically still have a 0.001 chance of making it to the playoffs it's probably not going to happen but at the same time, the reason it's rumored, I don't know if Josh McDaniel ever actually came out and said this is why, is because they want to trade him in the offseason. And they just signed him to a big contract. Um, I don't think, which Derek Carr has not been playing his best football at all. And you think he, I thought he would be. This was another one I was wrong on. I'm going to admit it. I thought he would have played really well because of Devontae Adams being there. And. Then Renfro got hurt, Waller got hurt, and it was just Derek and Devontae. Uh, Derek leads the league in interceptions. I think he has 14, 13 or 14. I just, this doesn't feel right to me because the Raiders were a playoff team last year. A wild card playoff team, but they were still a playoff team. And this year, they're a fringe playoff team. But they're definitely the worst of the fringe playoff teams. I don't like that Derek Carr is getting the blame for this. And I feel like the Colts are definitely going to go after him instead of drafting a quarterback because that's what Chris Ballard loves to do, which he is getting younger now because Derek Carr was 2014 and I Matt Ryan was 2000s. Um, Carson Wentz was 2016, so he's kind of that same era. I do think Derek Carr is probably better than Carson Wentz, who is now starting for the Commanders as well, which I also think is a horrible idea. Tons of horrible coaching moves, in my opinion.
Yeah. It it was a close game. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse Bates saved us that game. Our 260 boy. I believe I pretty sure he's the one who got the interception. It was last the last drive they were in the red zone. I'm pretty sure and Jesse Bates intercepted the ball. It was a close game. That I think that that was the closest game out of all of them. Um I don't know for sure. The Chiefs game was pretty close, but I think end score, I think the Raiders game might have been the closest. Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniel has already failed as a head coach. He was the Broncos head coach and he flunked out. The he's a great offensive coordinator. We saw that with Hackett. Hackett was a quarterback coach and he's already been fired. He was he was Green Bay, he was Aaron Rodgers quarterback coach and he's already been fired. I don't get why you bench Derek Carr, why you trade him. The Raiders shouldn't be bad. They have Chandler Jones on defense. They have Max Crosby on defense. They have all these guys who were being talked about last season all the time because they were playing phenomenally because everything was going so well. And then Josh McDaniel showed up, who has a track record of losing as a head coach, winning as an offensive coordinator with Tom Brady. He's used to working with Tom Brady. We have to remember that. And Bill Belichick. He gets to Las Vegas and this happens, that just doesn't make sense to me. I I don't think Derek Carr is, is he a top 10 quarterback? No, probably not. Is he the sole reason you're losing football games? No, I don't, I don't think so.
Right. And I I don't want the I don't want Indianapolis to, I, they need to end the like veteran quarterback experience or whatever they're doing in Indy, but <laughs> I'm looking at the Raiders' schedule. They're not going to win. Jarrett Stidham is not going to win these games. They have the 49ers, who have the best defense in the NFL currently, and then the Chiefs. That's who they're playing. Those aren't games that this team is going to win. I don't care who's in at quarterback. If they're playing the way they're playing, you could probably bring Aaron Rodgers down from Green Bay to play with Devontae again, and they're still going to lose these games. The, these two teams have played each other in a Super Bowl recently. These are two teams that could easily be in the Super Bowl. This isn't... We've got Josh McDaniel versus Kyle Shanahan and then Josh McDaniel versus Andy Reid. Who wins that IQ battle, football IQ battle? I'm not saying Josh McDaniel is a dumb person, but those two are probably also in the running for the Hall of Fame when it comes to head coaching. I just, oh, I I don't understand it. That's probably why I'm not a head coach um, in the NFL, but that's the way it is. The Chiefs travel well, too. The I've been to like three games, Colts games where they played the Chiefs, and then one against the Bengals. The at the end of the national anthem, inst- like where it says the home of the brave, they go the home of the Chiefs, and it especially in the Colts stadium when it like when the roof is closed, that just echoes. It's so loud. And it they they have such an atmospheric presence on you, and especially I'm sure in a division game like the Chiefs Raiders game is going to be. I'm sure there will be a lot of Chiefs fans there. But anyway, moving on, moving on because this has been such a negative episode. I don't think it's intentionally negative. It's just I don't like I don't like what people are doing in the NFL right now. Um. Anyway. The, uh, and we'll be back tomorrow because this is Thursday and we have to do a Friday episode. Uh, anyway, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend. Again, he's so big of a legend. I'll say it twice. And he was a person who I pretended to be at recess at times and playing tackle football outside. J.J. Watt is retiring and I assume you saw this. This is huge news. Oh, you're the one who told me. Okay. Um, per chess, per chess, JJ Watt is retiring. Um, he posted on Twitter. I saw it later after chess texted me and it said, uh, his kids first NFL game and my last home game. And Oh man, JJ Watt is just like a guy who has been a face of the NFL for so long. And he's such like a badass. 
Like one of my favorite photos is like he's out there and his face is just covered in blood from like his own blood. I think it's because his nose broke or something. He's just still out there like grinding and like he's not that old school like mentality. I'm going to take on whoever comes at me. He he had five interception or he had five touchdowns the year that he won defensive player of the year. Three of them were receiving touchdowns. And he plays on he plays on defense. Like the dude was so they used him all over. They put him in his fullback, I think, and just threw the ball to him in the end zone. He he was so fun to watch. But he just had an intensity about him. Um, the fact that he never won a super he's one of those guys who and if you're just now getting into the NFL, if you're just now watching football and this show has helped you understand it more. I'm glad. However, do yourself a favor and look up videos of JJ Watt highlights because knowing who JJ Watt is is going to be a big deal because he he was the face of the NFL. Everyone knew who he was. Everyone wanted to be him. He's one of the few non-quarterbacks in the NFL that people were like, "Yeah, I want to be that guy." Which says a lot when you're a defensive player. And he didn't get a ring. He didn't get a Super Bowl ring. And that's just wrong, in my opinion. Like, give him an honorary Super Bowl ring. (laughs) Right. Yeah, TJ's great too. And like, not even just on the football field, J.J. Watt was, he was just a great person. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying Aaron Donald isn't a great person, but well, he's had his issues. But <laughs> that's that's neither here or there. J.J. Watt, though, was known for being a good person. There was no, like, second guessing it. He, when it was Hurricane Harvey, I think, in Texas, went through, and he donated all that money, and he raised all that money, and he used his platform and his career in a, I don't think he, it didn't really come up as guilt trippy or anything. It was like, Hey, no, I just want you guys to know, like, if you can help come help. And he ended up winning the Walter Payton man of the year award that season because of that. And he's such, he's just such a nice guy off the field and on the field. He played like a monster. 
I cannot em- emphasize that enough. And he's going to be uh, Hall of Fame eligible in 2028. And if J.J. Watt is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, I think anyone who actually knows what they're talking about will riot and storm <laughs> Canton, Ohio. Because that's just... he. It wouldn't even be JJ. JJ Watt's not the type of guy to like be like, oh yeah, I I really think I should be in the Hall of Fame. Like I'm really proud of my career. My career is what I have done and I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. No, JJ Watt is probably just chilling at home right now and just like, if I get in the Hall of Fame, cool. If I don't, that's cool too. Yeah, it, it. I wish he would have come to like Cincinnati or like a actual Super Bowl contender. Um, that's like Laramie Tunzel. He's he's plays for the Texans right now. Probably the best tackle in the league. Also, Dobbs just got sacked and fumbled, but um. <laughs> anyway, uh. No, Laramie Tunzel, he wants to reset the tackle market. And the Texans, cap-wise, are in a place where they could pay him to do that. But I would think, personally, and I'm not saying... I commented this on the news story, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're just telling him to not take money. You must be really sad or something. No, I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I said, or you could come to a Super Bowl contender and get a ring, but take less money. Because the reality is most of the people, most of the teams that have Super Bowl contentions don't have a lot of money because they spent money to build that Super Bowl contending team. And so, sure, you can reset the tackle market in Houston, um, maybe hope they draft really well in the next few years, and then you're on a Super Bowl team, maybe. Or you could take less money, go to a team that needs help at the offensive line position, which is a lot of them, um, and get a ring. I think most of these guys want to get rings. So it's not like I'm saying like, oh, yeah, you have to make a sacrifice and come to my team. I didn't even say come to the Bengals. I didn't say come to the Colts. The Colts aren't a Super Bowl contender. I would love it if he came to the Bengals because Laramie Tunzel is phenomenal at his position. But also the Chiefs could use help. The... 49ers, um, I think, have had some injuries on their O-line, so they could probably use some help. 
go to a Super Bowl contender. Don't just chase the bag. That's just my opinion, though. I get it's it's their body, like their body is their income. So I understand that perspective as well. But that's just my view on it. Um, moving on now. JJ Watt's awesome. That's it. We're done with that. Larry Tunzel's probably cool too. Never met him. Never talked to him. Don't know too much about him. But moving on from that, we've got to draft some guys. We're 41 minutes into the show and we haven't drafted anyone. I think we're doing kickers. We're going to do some kickers. No, we're going to do kickers. Because I realized all of my draft picks for the linemen are currently injured, except for one. So, one. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> There's really four kickers that I feel like are up for like could be taken here <laughs> two of them are super obvious one of them is very obvious one of them's probably a hall of famer second one has struggled a little bit this season and then three and four are kind of there's maybe five Oh yeah, I wasn't aware. The he was my number five. Young Young Way, Young Way Koo. I think it's Young Way. Yeah, I think it's Young Way. I know it's spelled Young Ho, but it's I think it's pronounced Young Way. Young Way Koo. Could be wrong. One one kicker. Who's your? Yeah, yeah, it's you. Who's Justin Tucker? Okay, I figured. <laughs> okay, I he wasn't on my. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I guess I can now because you've already picked Justin Tucker. I'm. I'm gonna go with Evan McPherson for mine. He is doing well. He struggled with the Patriots, but there was a lot of weather conditions with that. Both kickers were struggling. Um, but here are my... Yeah. Yeah. Well, Clark Harris got hurt, the long snapper, and so that's a whole... That's that's another chemistry thing. But um, we had like we had our fourth string tight end in as the long snapper for that, so I, I don't really even count that game. But... The five kickers I was thinking were Justin Tucker, Harrison Butker, but he's had injury issues, Evan McPherson, uh, Youngway Koo, and uh, what's his name? I just forgot his name. And I just forgot what team he kicks for. No, it wasn't Jason Myers, because I was surprised by Jason Myers. It was... I don't know. Oh, Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass, the Bills kicker. Is he he still with the Seahawks? Okay. 
<laughs> they kick a lot of balls. Okay. Justin Tucker, Evan McPherson leading our Pro Bowl teams. That's going to be it for uh, this show. I hope you listened. Wait, what? What? You have something to say? So only one of our kickers is going to get in. Only who, which kicker will make it into the Pro Bowl games? Find out by Googling it because they're already out. We're just not looking at them. Um, it's probably Chusses, if I'm being honest, which means I'm going to have to redraft. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope you love today's shows. And if you did love today's show, give us five stars. If you hated today's show, please don't give us one star. That'd be really sad. But instead, you can contact us at nobuts underscore show on Instagram. You can email us on uh, email. I have a Gmail. It is <laughs> bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. That's bullmoosepodcast, the number two, at gmail.com. And if, you, if you're really feeling like you just want to put it out there, you just hated the show. This is the worst show ever, which I would not blame you. I'm recording this in a, in my dining room. Um, I, I try my hardest, though. You can tweet tweet at me, Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And you can just say, this show was horrible. But I hope the people who love the show also tweet. And they counteract your bad tweets. And they say how much they love the show. But for real, guys, if you do like the show, please share it with your friends. Please rate it. Please subscribe. Because that's how we get more listeners who do enjoy the show. And we're continuously trying to improve it. Maybe you've noticed the audio has changed a little bit. I've got a new setup here for me. Um, I'm working on improving that setup. Just waiting on a few more things to come in. We're consistently improving the show, so please continue to share. It's not like we're just lazily like getting together and talking. Um, we do have some sort of a plan. It's also not scripted, though, either, as you can probably tell. But, yeah, again, thank you so much for supporting the show. I just want to say that as we go into the new year. Uh, again, Instagram, nobuts underscore show. Twitter, Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Email boldmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. And I hope everyone has a great weekend.